Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Lenten Podcast. This is Connie, and today's reading is Acts 19. It follows Paul as he's traveling and preaching in Ephesus. There were two little stories that stood out to me as highlighting the conflict between the ways of the world versus the ways of God. One was about the silversmith who was upset that his business was going to be negatively affected by the preaching of the gospel, by people turning away from idol worship. And that's covered in verses 23 and on. I'm not going to talk about it, but just to say that that was one of the stories I thought highlighted worldly versus godly living. The silversmith was someone who didn't want to hear truth. And I probably could have done a podcast on that story and the different things it highlights. But it's this other story that I'm going to use um, for the podcast today. And that is found in verses 18 and 19. And it talked about people recognizing the evil practices that they were involved in, confessing those, and in this case, taking their books, their magic books, and burning them. And verse 20 goes on to say, In this way the word of the Lord flourished and prevailed. I think it's important, and I'd say Lent is an especially good opportunity to do this, I think it's meaningful to take inventory of what habits we have that either help or hinder our walk with Christ, help or hinder us in growing in our relationship with God and maturing in the faith. What strongholds, and all I mean by that word, are are what things keep us from moving forward, what habits or lifestyles or, or even thought patterns keep us from experiencing the full and abundant life that Christ wants for us, that he sacrificed to give us. And I feel like he basically sacrificed twice. First, he came to this sinful world. I'd call that a sacrifice. Sacrificing heaven to walk around in the muck of human life, because we all know it gets mucky. Then he sacrifices his life through a horrific death so that we can have eternal life in heaven. So he gave a lot, and I know I don't always take full advantage of what his gift provides. So I can take inventory. What impedes the Holy Spirit from total access? What impedes us from totally relying on the Holy Spirit? What keeps us from surrendering fully to God and taking full advantage of his gift? Now, I admit I'm probably taking some liberty here because the verses were clearly speaking of those dabbling in magic. But I think there are other things that give evil entry into our thoughts and actions. So I think these are good questions because what happened when in this story they confessed and released what hindered them? Verse 20 says, The word of the Lord grows mightily and prevails. 
And this was speaking to the gospel spreading in the region. But I think it grows and prevails in our lives individually also when we confess and throw away those things that hinder. So I just think it's helpful to frequently take inventory and be honest with ourselves on things we might justify as okay when they really are not what God would choose for us. This all reminded me of something I heard many years ago. Um, I had attended a church with a family member and their youth pastor was sharing about a discussion he had had with some of their youth. And I've always remembered what he said. And although the youth group was the story, I, I knew that it wasn't just the youth who struggle with what he shared, which was the youth had been asking questions about movies, books, parties, dating, etc. And wondering if, let's say, a movie wasn't really bad or if there was some questionable activity if they didn't fully participate but were just there. I think they were giving examples like that. They wanted to know in these instances if as Christians it'd be okay to participate in whatever the inappropriate thing was. I'm not saying it quite as eloquently as he did, um, but the point um, was, and what he, the pastor recognized, was that in all of the topics and questions, they boiled down to how close can I walk to the world and still be considered a Christ follower? Now, adults ask those questions also, right? Maybe not out loud, probably. But we ask, what can I dabble in that goes against Christ's will for me? What can I participate in that might feel good right now, but keeps me from the full and abundant life for which Christ sacrificed himself? How close can I get to the world and still be considered a Christ follower? And I would venture to say that some of those things that hinder could be very socially acceptable. But we know as individuals what things we struggle with that we just haven't made the leap to fully surrender. Christ's sacrifice is for forgiveness and it is for eternal salvation. We can dabble. We can even immerse. We can choose to follow worldly standards and yes, still be a Christian. But what that youth pastor wanted for those kids, the question he wanted them to be asking, the question we all should want for ourselves, is not how close can I get to the mucky world, but how close can I get to the righteousness of Christ? Are we throwing off the things that encumber, the attitudes that hold us down, the negative thoughts that bind us in lies, the activities that hinder our physical and emotional health, that hinder our relationships with others, and burning them at the foot of the cross so that verse 20, so that the word of the Lord grows mightily, maturing our hearts and minds so that it not only affects our lives for the better, 
but can then be shared for the betterment of others. This Lenten season is almost over. We head into Holy Week tomorrow. I hope we've all made some progress in our spiritual walk, that we've taken the inventory to expose the things we may need to add or things we need to let go of. We may have met some goals for ourselves, but it's not something I think we ever reach the end of. We will still be growing in deeper relationship with Christ, even when we are with him in heaven. I wrote in the margin of my Bible um, a short time ago when Pastor Peter was preaching on the early verses of Matthew 13. He had said, transformation is a process which implies ongoing. In these verses of Matthew 13, Jesus was explaining to his disciples why he spoke in parables and that whoever has, in this case, spiritual understanding, the light of Christ in their lives, more spiritual understanding will be given. But Jesus said the opposite was true also, that if we don't have, when we reject the light, or our hearts are hardened to cleaning out some of the junk in our lives, we won't be blessed with more understanding and a deeper, sweet communion with our Lord and Savior. He offers it, so let's accept it. May the truth of God's word, full of promises to us, and maybe that's a study you want to do after Easter, understanding God's promises to you, May the impact of Christ's sacrificial gift, may that spur us to continue what we've started on this Lenten journey. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, awesome and mighty God, we praise you. We praise you. As we celebrate your entry into Jerusalem tomorrow, singing Hosanna, Help us to carry that recognition of your kingship all through the year. Forgive us, Lord, when we dabble or immerse in things that draw us away from our relationship with you. Help us, like those in Ephesus, to recognize and be honest with ourselves about those things, those thoughts, those attitudes that hinder. Help us discard them at the cross. And thank you, Jesus for loving us. In your precious name, amen.